My name is Alicia Pullen and welcome to the Sporty Podcast. I'm your host and speaker for this podcast. Today we'll be discussing about the amazing innovation of touch pads in swimming. In the podcast today, I'll be answering the question, how has this technical innovation changed the world? I myself am a swimmer and I'm super, super, super excited to talk to you about this wonderful sport. So, as you might know, the classic Olympic swimmers. We have the one and only Michael Phelps and maybe you even know about the Australian Olympic swimmer Ian Thorpe. They're all amazing. But have you ever wondered how these Olympic swimmers get timed in the Olympics? It is really important for these swimmers to be timed at races as they have to know what time they got and so that time is very precise. Let's start off by talking about the history of swimming and when did touchpads get invented. Competitive swimming started off in Britain around 1830. In 1828, the first indoor swimming pool was built and opened to the public. Back then, they had a stroke called side stroke. It was like breaststroke, but it was just when the swimmer, instead of doing breaststroke like they do it now, they just lie to one side and do pretty much the same thing. So there weren't many strokes in the very early times, of swimming but gradually there became more strokes and variety to choose from. Touchpads were invented by Bill Packinson and introduced by Omega at the 1967 Pan American Games in Winnipeg. But tests were run in 1957 and non-competitive swimming. It was a while away from when the first Olympic Games were. So imagine how inaccurate the timing was back then compared to now. Parkinson's invention was pretty much just a rubber pad and it was filled with silicone. Some copper wires placed in the pad then connected to a timer. Touch pads are placed in the start block and at both ends of the wall. Therefore, calculating how fast a swimmer has jumped in and how fast they touch the wall, as they are pressure sensitive, therefore triggering them when the weight of the swimmer standing on the block has lifted and when they touch the wall. There is a layer of silicone on the wall and a sensor that is connected to a timer, making it easier for the timekeepers and making it more accurate when calculating the swimmer's time. In 
1962, the National Collier Athletic Association approved of Bill's invention. The touchpads were very thick when they were first invented, and they were very hard to connect to the timers and place in the pool. Comparing to what swimmers use now, they are much thinner and lighter, so they aren't any technical difficulties putting them into the pool and setting them up for an event. In 2008 Beijing, there was some drama at the Olympics when Michael Phelps was claimed that he didn't win the 100m butterfly. People thought that because of the touchpads and they think they messed up and the reason it was shown that Michael Phelps touched first is because he had more power. But apparently according to Omega, Millard Klavik touched first. was a very close race only one millisecond but this is what mark splits an olympian had to say about the situation here i was sent an email by omega that said he lost the race if they were the official timekeepers why wasn't that available moments after the race? I don't believe he won the race. He's still the greatest swimmer in the world with or without that medal. The 100 meters butterfly has always been a conspiracy that Klavik won the race even though the touchpads calculated 50.58 seconds to 50.59 seconds therefore making that race Phelps's seventh gold. This swim was one of the closest swims ever that people watching the race even thought that Klavik won before looking at the screen. In conclusion, touchpads have their pros and cons, but I think that everyone in the swimming community is thankful for this invention. They have definitely changed the world of swimming and we should be grateful that we have this wonderful technical invention. Even though there are some technical difficulties when using the at the Olympics, they are very useful for coaches, Olympians and you yourself to look on the screen and see what time they got to set your goals. Thank you for listening to the podcast and stay posted for next week's episode.